Before we get started today, I just wanted to take a minute to invite you to our next group consult. If you are a trauma treatment professional and want to gather with other like-minded professionals to gain support, insight, and share your own knowledge and resources, join us. You can present or you can just listen. This opportunity is open to all trauma treatment professionals. It will be held virtually and we will meet for one and a half hours. Don't miss it. Register and learn more at traumatreatmentcollective.com. Welcome to the Trauma Treatment Collective podcast. My name is Nina Keeler, a licensed marriage and family therapist and trauma specialist. In this space, we will share tips and tools on how to grow your trauma treatment skills while also keeping your own mental health in mind. Welcome to our first-time listeners and welcome back to our followers. Today, we're talking about helping clients do crisis. Today, I am actually going to share with you a video that I did back in 2019, 2020, 20, somewhere around that time frame. Uh, so you'll hear some references to COVID-19 in the very beginning of that video. But the reason why I thought it would be nice to be able to share this video with you is because I was listening to it and thinking a little bit about crisis protocol and what I've done just recently with a couple of clients to help them manage some crisis. And what I talk about in this video and coming up with a protocol is the exact same thing I did with these clients, kind of not even thinking about this video that I had did a while back, but uh, it, it just holds true. Now, full disclosure, as I listen to this video, I am talking really fast. I don't know if that had to do with the stress of COVID-19 or what was going on for me, but uh, the speed at which I am talking is very fast. So I apologize for that. Um, you may be able to hear some of the anxiety in my voice. I'm noticing that as I'm listening to it, uh, but I think the information is really important and uh, still holds true to this day, uh, even if you're dealing with non-COVID-19 things. So I just wanted to share, but I did want to give you a warning that I am talking really fast. So here we go. Today, we're going to be talking about how to support clients or trauma clients in crisis. So during this COVID-19 pandemic, I have been really trying to say, okay, what can I take away from this to better my work, to better serve my clients, to make sure that I am prepared for things similar to this in the future. Um, and one of the things that I have really been thinking a lot about is, is how do I support clients in the midst of a crisis? So before this, I had been kind of going through and just each client, you know, if a crisis comes up, then, you know, we would adjust based on that. But I've been really thinking about, okay, can I get a protocol? Is there something that I can do to make sure that, okay, these are the things that I want to go through, no matter whether it is a global crisis or if it's a personal crisis, these are the things I want to go through with my clients to really help them and support them in their uh, trauma treatment healing journey. Um, and so I've really come up with a couple of things that I thought might be helpful if I shared um, for you to consider as you are thinking about this too. I think uh, there's been lots of talk amongst uh, social media about what businesses can do and how businesses can prepare, you know, and what they can do to survive. But I really was like, okay, so what can I do and what can I think about in reference to my clients? Uh, so the first thing I came up with is really kind of assessing for safety. So of course, we're all trained to assess for safety um, anytime a client is going through a crisis. So thinking through, okay, is there any threat to themselves? Are there a threat to themselves or are they a threat to 
anyone else. If there is a threat of the, to themselves or the, of someone else, then getting a, a safety plan in place um, to really be able to help them. I don't call them safety plans. I call them crisis plans because I think that really helps clients to kind of, you know, think of what they're going through as a crisis. Um, but even if they are not at, at high risk of, you know, a threat to themselves or someone else, I may still put a crisis plan in place because the way that I do my crisis plans is really kind of really helping them to think about, okay, what are my internal coping skills and what are my external coping skills? And so this can be a really great way of really kind of bringing those things to the forefront and saying, hey, you really need to be working on these. You really need to be incorporating these in your daily life because you are under a lot of stress right now. So I may do a crisis plan with a client, even if I don't feel like they're a threat to themselves or someone else, just to hold them accountable to actually using the skills that they have on, you know, on board with themselves and, and what they have already learned and making sure that they're using those. So that's the first thing that I would encourage you to consider is, is do you assess for safety and how do you assess for safety? And then what do you do um, when you find that there is a need to kind of up the safety a little bit? So then the second thing I had on my list was revisiting and strengthening safety. Um, so once you've assessed for safety and once you've been able to kind of really see where the client is as far as immediate threat, then you want to go back and do a lot of safety building activities and interventions with them that maybe you did at the beginning of treatment. You want to go back and reinforce those. So a lot of times I will do a lot of just co-regulation with clients, really checking in. Um, I will do a boundary exercise and helping them to feel themselves within their boundary and how they want to protect themselves. Um, lots of things like that that you can do to increase safety. And so you want to bring those back into the forefront and you want to talk about them openly with clients of like, okay, how are you feeling? Are you feeling safe within yourself? Are you feeling safe within the, our relationship in the context of our relationship? And are you feeling safe outside of session? Like, how are you feeling as you think about those three areas? And once you kind of think about those three areas and you assess whether clients are feeling safe in all of those three domains, you might want to go back and do some different activities within those three domains that are going to help to increase safety if a client says, I'm not feeling safe in my environment. I'm not feeling safe within this relationship. I'm not feeling safe within myself. Then you may want to go back and actually increase some activity around that. And then the third thing I thought about was a stabilization. So once I know that safety is in place and clients are feeling safe within themselves, they're feeling safe within my within the relationship, the therapeutic relationship, and then they're also feeling safe within their environment, then I'm going to look at, okay, what are the stabilization skills? So how can I help them to really dig into their stabilization skills, strengthen their stabilization skills, make sure they're using their safe stabilization skills. I'm not a big proponent of giving a client a skill and telling them, go use it. I actually encourage you to use it in session with them because that way you can really see if it's growing and its strength and its ability to really help them stabilize. Do they really know how to use it? Are they using it? You can assess a lot of different things if you're actually using those stabilization skills in session. So I encourage you to really make sure that you're practicing in session. So starting the session with the stabilization skill, ending the session with stabilization skill, having stabilization skills kind of scattered throughout the session might be a really great thing. And so if all three of those things are in place, then at the end of that stabilization, you know, assessment process, and then kind of incorporating some skills in, if they meet all that, then they're going to not be in crisis more than likely. So if you've assessed for immediate safety, then did kind of, you know, long-term safety and then did stabilization, 
more than likely if they can stabilize, then they're going to feel more grounded and more present. And they're not going to feel like they're in that threat response of a more of a crisis and things are kind of unraveling, unraveling for them. So I really want to encourage you to think about, okay, what's my protocol for crisis? And what are the things that I take all of my clients through to make sure that we are in a good place? Um, if there's a crisis going on globally, like right now, or if there's a crisis that they are experiencing personally. Um, and so these are three things you can consider in your own work, whether you want to kind of use these as protocol or you want to add to or take away. Hopefully this is helpful for you as you're thinking about getting through this pandemic in ways that you can better your practice. And these are some things that you can consider. Take care. Bye-bye. Hope you enjoyed our episode for today. Just a quick reminder before you head out, just make sure you head over to the traumatreatmentcollective.com to learn more about our monthly group consults. We would love to have you join us.